I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. She said she got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kill C. Ray. This is actually our third time doing this. It's fourth, fifth, fifth time, starting it over five times. It happens. I had good jokes on the first one, though. It was a very smooth transition. If you're tuning into this anywhere podcasts are found, make sure you go over to platformcollection.com. You can see the video version at Platform Collection on Instagram are over at Platform Collection on YouTube. Make sure you visit our partners over at Tumex TV. Uh, yours truly and Parker Edison now have a show over there every other Wednesday called Tumex Cinema, where we take a deep dive into the art and world of Tumex. Super dope. One-of-a-kind show. Um, and then uh, we got guests on there that come through. But we're going to be breaking down his everything from his videos to pictures on the internet, his Instagram posts. Man, it's going to be crazy. So go there, Tumex Cinema at Tumex TV. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Thank you guys for supporting the artists, the scene that we are part of. I got a dope guest on today. She goes by the name of Seven Octobers. She is an artist in her own right, as well as a staff and one of the integral members over at Platform Collection. Um, so we're going to jump into her story, talk to her a little bit about her music. Um, she's got a record out right now. In fact, I have, I have the CD right here and watch this. Wow. Oh, that wasn't clean, but there it is. That's it. And that is her seven Octobers. What is up? Is in the house, man. Thank literally. you. For, <laughs> literally in the house. Yeah. You're, you're one of the first guests actually in studio. Yeah. Um, which is such a nice, it's a nice thing for me. Yeah. It's because back to uh, like a little normal, a little bit. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. I have actually haven't been able to do this in a while. Don't worry. We're COVID clean. We make sure that, especially a platform collection, we see each other a lot. So yeah, we got to be careful. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'm trying to figure out where we should start with you. I, I kind of, this is your first time on the show. You've watched yeah. the show obviously before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things we like to do with brand new people on the show is we love to like kind of start with the history, um, a little bit about where you come from, how you started in art. Um, so let's dive into it. Even though some of these questions I may know the answer to. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to pretend like we don't Okay. for the sake of the audience, you know, cause we yeah. like them. Exactly. Um, so where were you born? I'm born and raised here in San Diego. So yeah, I'm from here. My parents are from, from Mexico. They moved here like super young. So, uh, we've been here all our lives. Where, sisters. where are they at in, uh, where were they at in Mexico? Uh, there it's uh, it's kind of funny like they're a little like love story that I like to tell. So they're both from Michoacan, 
but they're from different like little uh, pueblos. Uh, one, uh-huh. My mom's from Wandacareo. It's like a full, handful name right there. Wandacareo, Michoacán. What? Say that again. Wandacareo. Wandacareo. <laughs> yeah. So okay. shout out to my family over there. Um, and then my dad is from Penjamillo, Michoacán. Penjamillo. So they're both from there, but it's funny because they actually met here um, in San Diego. Um, he was actually her boss. He, he they used to work in Jack in the Box. He was like a manager. Ah, <laughs> and so he made a move. Uh, no, actually. My mom did a bit <laughs> that uh, she can go out with the manager or whatever. So she ended up going out with him and wow. they hit it off. <laughs> wow. Your mom is gangster. <laughs> so yeah, that's how they met. And then, uh, yeah. And then they had us, me, my, I'm a twin. So I'm fraternal. I'm not identical. So I have a twin sister, uh-huh. Cynthia. Who's, and who's then, technically the older? Well, supposedly the whole time they would always say it was her, but then the birth certificate said it was me. So I guess oh, I, yeah. only a minute. It's only a minute. Yeah, so. but it's I and mean, we were C section, C section babies. Pa- whatever's on paper, <laughs> yeah, that, that counts. So, so okay, yeah. And then my younger sister Melly, who's also part of the platform staff. Right. Shout out to Melly. Yeah. Shout out to her. Um, okay. So in the house, I mean, uh, so there's there's a when I, when I listen to your art, there's a lot of references to your culture to your family um it seems like those are big things for you um in the in your own house did you feel like did you feel like there was a lot of art around you or because your sister melly is creative as well mm-hmm. um like where does that where does that side of you come from uh yeah like my my family it's weird so I was pretty much, we were raised by my grandma, my abuelita. So like I said, I reference a lot of my family uh-huh. and her specifically. Um, cause she pretty much was like, we call her our second mom, which she passed away in uh, October 7, 2014. So that's right. why I go by seven Octobers for those that don't know. Yeah. Um, so she was kind of like an integral part in me, like falling in love with, with music and art and all that. Cause, uh, we would watch like movies together, um, like Época de Oro, like Pedro Infante, Jorge Negrete, all that stuff. Yeah. But we would also watch like, because um, I'm like a 80s, I'm from 89. So yeah. technically I'm 80s, 90s. Um, so we would uh, watch like Mexican horror films too, actually. It was like a slasher era in Mexico too. Huh. Um, that a lot of people don't know about. So In the 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. So I yeah. would, that's how I became infatuated with like horror. That's where it comes from. But Through then, your grandma. Yeah. And then even music because Pedro Infante, like, and even uh, not even Época de Europa, like in the 80s, um, for those that might be familiarized, Pedro Fernandez, who was like a child prodigy, he was like a mariachi. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching his movies and like he would sing and act. So that's where my love for music came from. That was like the first genre that I got introduced to, like uh, banda, mariachi, all that stuff. And that's like where my love for music started. And I would actually, it was funny because I was kind of like an introvert. So I was kind of like a loner as a little kid. Uh-huh. Um, my my twin sister was like the the popular one and the more like uh, outgoing one. So why? Why she, do you think? I don't know. Like it's just, it was always, it was always like that. Um, like since I was a little kid. So it's funny because when I was in like during recess, I still remember this like in first grade. She beat you up. Um, no, no okay. she would, she'd be, be hanging out with her friends. And then I was just like, actually just like walking around the school, like singing songs. I, I swear to God that I was oh, like wow. Pedrito Fernandez. So I would actually be making up. Now that I look back, I'm like, I was making up songs in my head. Um, I wasn't writing yet. This is when you were just like a little kid. Yeah, I was like seven years old. Oh, wow. So that's like when the, like the music and then music also was like really, um, a big part in my house. Cause my dad had like a stereo, like a boom box. Yes. And he listened to a little bit of everything. He listened to like Madonna, like 80s and stuff like 92.5. 
but he also listened to like Temerario. So it's like, it was like abundant. Oh, and like my mom would listen to like Cristian Castro, which he's like pop Mexican dude. Um, uh-huh. And it, yeah, so we would have all that type of music, a different type of music. And then I got introduced by a family member to like gangster rap too. So all that stuff was kind of like abundant. So it was just like wow. a little bit of everything. So that's what why, you hear Why gangster rap in particular? Do you know? She was just into it. She, she was, was like a chola. Yeah. And that's how you kind of like got, that's, was that like the first hip hop you were taking in really? Uh, the first time I think, I don't know what exact like track it was, but I know it was like, cause 92.5 played a little bit of everything, even like 933. Um, yes. They played like a Tupac and Biggie. So it had to be like a Tupac and Biggie song probably that that's what I was like listening to. So yeah, it was still considered like street rap, gangster rap. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but let's stay in the family. So, um, you're getting a little bit of art from grandma. Um, uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming though, like when you're first getting those first tastes of art, you're not, are you already in a place like, yo, I want to do that. Or are you just like, oh, this is something I'm, I like being around this. I like this. Like, were you already going like, I'm going to do that? Uh, yeah. So it's weird. So I wanted to a little bit, it was like a, a mix because we actually like my grandma, we would have like little like talent shows for her. Uh-huh. Like me and my sisters. Like I remember that because like, and then we're like big on novelas too. So novelas have a lot of music too. So I think that's also where my influences come from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I remember I, w- I would tell my grandma like, Oh, I want to be like, you know, Pedrito Fernandez or whatever. But then I, d- I think I kind of like grew up out of it a little bit. Like I would still like love music and everything. But then I wanted to do like, you know, like the typical, like, oh, I want to be a cop, like a detective or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I was also like infatuated with like true crime and stuff like that. So I never really like, I don't think I took it seriously. I think I said it, but I never really thought, oh, I can make a career out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you start to uh, take in all this art. You're, just, you're taking in the horror part. What What about the horror part attracts you? Like why... Well, I mean, because when I mean, you were pretty young when you first got into it. Yeah, I was like probably like seven or something. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, did that have to do with like? Because were you kind of like an emo kid? Like, were you like? Oh, no, that's the thing. Yeah, I was like super like I was shy, but I wasn't like an emo person. I was still yeah. like you know happy and stuff like that. But what were you shy about? You think? I don't know. I always like got like anxiety. It's always like been a part of me and my dad has it too. So I think that's like a big part of it. Like I would always get like, you know, care what people thought and stuff like that. Obviously I kind of grew up out of it a little Uh, bit now, but I would just get nervous being in front of like a bunch of people. Like I didn't like being overwhelmed by the, um, like the, like the moment. Yeah, like yeah. even like, you know, when you go around the circle, you're like, oh, introduce yourself. I hated that. Like- oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to wonder if I was, there was a part of me that was like that, definitely. I think I'm, I'm, um, I think there was a part of my life where I spent that, I, where I was an extrovert. Yeah. Um, But I think I was just masking, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I found out, I found ways to be able to like control the situation. So that's what did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely relate. Um, do you, as you're growing up, you have a twin. What what role does your twin play? Because they always say there's this weird connection between twins. Did you have that? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Like, oh, if you uh-huh. if something happens, like you feel it. Like, not really. You're like, I don't even well, know. No. Yeah. I mean, we were <laughs> we were close. Like now, um, 
it's kind of harder because she like lives all the way in Ventura yes. and she has like my niece and nephew and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of hard to like have that bond. Obviously we will always have that bond cause we are, we're like a tight knit family. Like mm-hmm. you said, I always mention them in my, in my music. So it was just like five of us. So, and my grandma obviously. So like seven but of us. But she's just grandma. moved on to like her own family. But Yeah, exactly. Right. So we still like obviously keep in touch, but, um, yeah, when we were kids, I think like, I always felt like actually like the middle child. Cause we, like I said, we always thought that she was like the oldest one. Uh huh. So I felt like a, like a middle child a little bit. Um, cause she, like I said, she was like the more like popular one in high school. Obviously they knew us cause we were twins and stuff like that. Um, and then I started kind of growing out of my shell and kind of like, I think finally I like, once we got out of high school, I feel like we both got like our own identities because before it's like, oh, it's the twins, you know? Um, oh, so like you actually did have an identity like that where you were part of like a duo? Uh, yeah, I felt like that's yeah. why they always be like, oh, there's Gabby and Cynthia. Like it was always like a pair oh. or when we go to go party because we would par- go to parties together. Like we, like I said, we were super yeah. close, but I feel like sometimes that's the only thing I do think my mom is like uh, when we were little kids, the doctor told her, she's like, just make sure you let, like, let them you know, dress however they want. Don't like, you know how there's parents that like dress them alike and shit. Right. And he was like, don't do that. Like <laughs> let them have their own personality. Like they're not real people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that helped to um, like separate who we were. Cause she's also creative, but she does like arts and crafts. So and she's like super talented at that. Wow. So we all have our little like creative side. And then, um, I, did, I don't even think I answered your question though, about like the, the horror, like yeah. what, what yeah, yeah. infatuated did- me with that. So, for as a kid, I think well, one of the first movies I watched was like Child's Play, like Chucky. Uh huh. So I don't know. I don't know if it was something about like like fear, like overcoming it, like you know, having like that power, like oh, I'm not scared of this. Yeah. But also because I I think it's one of the genres that like um puts females like uh, like as a protagonist, which I always loved. Oh. And not a lot of movies do that. Like horror was one of the first ones. A lot of people don't see that. They say oh, they objectify women and they murder women, blah blah. And yeah, they have that, but um. That's why I consider it like close to hip hop. That's why I kind of pair them together because they both get like knocked down for like, you know, saying it's violent, objectifies women, all that stuff. But yeah. they don't think about like the the positives, which like I think horror, like they created like the what's called the final girl, which is the woman that like defeats the villain and becomes like the actual like hero, not a victim. So I always love that. That's why, why I love it. And you saw, I mean, obviously early on, I'm assuming you weren't like, um, articulating it like that right like you no didn't, you didn't i think know. later on is like yeah. okay because i was like obsessed with like you know like friday the 13th that was like the first like yeah, slasher yeah. i watched and then, were you like, okay but when you were watching them were you scared like were you mm-hmm. like oh this makes me scared no it's weird like i never did which is you never weird. had that part right no i yeah. never had like nightmares or anything like that yeah yeah i remember being scared maybe on the friday exorcist the, 13th. the exorcist for sure that one yeah yeah it hit too close <laughs> to home or what I don't know. Yeah, I think that was like the most realistic one. <laughs> um, do you think that? Because that is interesting, right? People will wonder, like, why, why the dark? They'll they'll just look at it as a dark thing. But you yeah. actually didn't ever really see it like that. Like, you kind of saw the story of like someone overcoming like yeah impossible <laughs> odds, and like that's so interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting because um, yeah, I think yeah, I think a lot of people would just miss that in the if they would just take it in without knowing it in context yeah like thinking oh they just obsessed with like murder or something (laughs) right 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 well yeah and for you like you don't ever really like that doesn't really have any it's almost that's just part of like the stories possibly but for you it's actually about like like i said like overcoming 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I love gore too. Uh-huh. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool because it's like even like just the. I think that's like the artist in me. Like, I love like the special effects and stuff like right, that. Right, right. See, but again, that's what I'm saying. Like, but it's like the already you're part. seeing it. Yeah, you're you're not seeing it as like just a yeah a normal thing. I, and I I wonder where that comes from. I wonder you had maybe you had when you were watching your grandma, and you were noticing how she took it in. It probably yeah. it might have set a tone for you. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's weird because she was like super like Catholic too. So it's kind of weird that we would watch these movies together. <laughs> I don't think like like Friday the Thirteenth stuff like that, like the American films. I don't think we ever watched them together. Uh-huh. It was mostly like Mexican, right, right, like Mexican horror or like uh, Época de Oro stuff. What about um? What so were your sisters like? Did your sisters ever like pull you aside and go like, "Hey, man, like." <laughs> You know, this is like this scary or like, you know, why are you into this? Like, no, I think we all actually we all grew up watching it. So we all like have a love for it. I think uh-huh. I just love it more than than they do. Yeah. I think like I I don't know. It just became like a part of who I am because my twin sister loves him, too. Like she doesn't watch him as often anymore either because she has kids. Yeah. Um, And then Millie loves him, too. So we I think it's all a part of us. But I feel like I don't know. I just got maybe like because it was like a thing that me and my grandma used to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so again, another part of it that's like so like nostalgic. Yeah, it's but but it's so out of the ordinary why people normally take in. Yeah. Um well, I mean, that, I guess uh, that's something we could talk about too like in your journey cuz you've you've been able to like make some strides in that world as well as like the horror and cinema files. Yeah. Um and have you found like the people that occupy those places, the people that are in those groups, have you found that indeed they really are maybe coming into it um, with like not stereotypical reasons? Like most of them, you know, like, cause we would think again, like mm-hmm. most people would just think like, Oh, they just like blood and that's it. And that's all. But like you've spoken to other people and you've been around it more. Do you feel like there's just more passion that people don't actually see? Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think that it's like, a, like you said, it's something that not a lot of people like talk about. Like they just assume, oh, they like love horror movies. So they're right. just, you know, crazy or emo or whatever it may be. But yeah, I've, I've spoken to other people that feel the same way. Like some people are like super special effects, like fans. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like uh, people or love some the final people horrors. are nostalgic. Yeah. Like, like they, they were. They grew up watching it as yeah, kids too. They had these, because I mean, there is something. There is obviously something exhilarating about a horror film. It's why they stand the test of time. That's why people yeah. forever, you know, um, will be into them. Yeah. But I think it's because it taps into an emotion that, you know, for the most of us, it's, it is, there is a way, uh, it's toying with our own mortality, right? Because that's mm-hmm. constantly the thing that's being. And broken fear. down yeah. right yeah. And fear. yeah yeah i forgot there's like a quote uh from west craven rest in peace to him but one of my favorite like horror directors but he says something about like fears like bringing i forgot the actual quote but um he talks about that pretty much like how yeah. he brings that to life in on the screen so a lot of people i don't know are able to overcome that and feel like brave or something like yeah, that. yeah so yeah i mean I that's it's, it's why you I, I i don't think there is a more prominent answer than that when 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 you ask people why they're into like horror films it it is like looking it is a version it's a it's like a a way of looking at death Mm -hmm. without having to experience it and then you feel exhilarated after like oh i survived that but because your brain doesn't really know (laughs) yeah right your brain watching the movie thinks whatever if you're into the movie then your brain's in the movie 
Yeah. So if you survive the movie, it survives. It feels good. It releases serotonin. Yeah. That's why people <laughs> laugh after they scream. You know what I mean? Like it's an involuntary thing because the serotonin just releases into their brain and there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, it's okay, so let's move forward with your story. So um, high school, what kind of kid were you? Um, I guess I was like, um, I wasn't like the popular, but we were known because like I said, when you're a mm-hmm. twin, I feel like a lot of people know who you are. They're like, right. they just associate it's you. It's good like, branding. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and then I was like, um, I was part of like the Medchak Club. So that's where okay. like my uh, love for like history comes from too. Yeah. Um, even then before that, like I always been obsessed with like history and like learning outside of school, outside of the textbooks and stuff like that. And I think hip hop also played a big role what, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why did that turn on? Um, it's not normal. That's not normally kids, something kids want to continue to do. I think hip hop, uh, because like listening, I, I started, then I found out like who like uh, Immortal Technique was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Jedi mind tricks, like all these different artists, like mm. underground rappers, like they talk a lot about like history and then it makes me want to like go and learn. Right. Um, right, right, right. So I feel like that's what I want to do with my music. Yeah, hip hop has done that for so many. I think it's KRS done that one, for the world. you know, like, yeah, a lot of these uh, rappers, like that's why I feel like they misjudge a, a lot of the time hip hop. So I take it like personally when people talk shit about it and like, dude, you don't even know. But um, yeah. I think that's where like my love of history came. And then, so I was part of like the Mecha club. I was part of yearbook. Um, so I think that's where like my love for writing too. Cause I, I was really good at like in English class and stuff like that too. And then right before I hit high school is when I actually started writing. So like in middle school, like at age 13, yeah, that's when I actually started writing like poetry, like slash me, uh, like lyrics and stuff like that. Um, okay. And so when you were doing that, what did you know? Were you, were you, were you mentally writing lyrics or were you like, this is poetry. And then you were like later on, like. Oh, I was writing lyrics. Like, did you know you were writing lyrics? Yeah, I know. Because I actually have, like, I still have, like, my compos- my first composition mm-hmm. book that I wrote. Um, it's, like, really, ba- some of them are really bad. But I kept it because, obviously, like, it's, like... Were you listening to music while you were doing it? Like, were you, like, no, oh, I'm so going to make this a song? Or- yeah, that's the crazy part. Like, sometimes I would, but most of the time it wasn't. Like, I would just get inspired. So uh-huh. I would write. Like, the first one was kind of, like, a, I actually came out, like, a song and stuff like that. And then after that, I would just write, like, long verses. But then I do have a few, like... um songs there actually because i had like verse and then hook or like chorus oh okay. so I, I knew i was doing it i just didn't think anything of it i it was just like for me it was like a way to like release my emotions because like i said i was super like shy and like introverted and um i'm not like a emotional person yeah i'm like the i rarely cry or anything like that so for me like my music and my poetry was like a way to like put all that out like and you know so where does where does that thing come from because not not being emotional, there's a reason for that, right? Like there yeah. has, something um, had to have happened. What I'm thinking is probably because I was like in first grade, I got bullied actually by this kid. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that also played a part. Like for oh. me, like I had to be tough. You well, know? What was the what was the experience? Like how did they bully you? Um, for well, he would just like he would push me like uh-huh. in the sand and stuff like that. Like, uh, like, yes, they like, yeah. pushed me around, but he was like a big guy. Yeah. Um, and I remember like telling a teacher and the teacher didn't do shit. It was like a uh, TA or whatever. So you felt like victimized. Yeah, yeah. And then I felt like, Oh, I have to be like, you know, like strong and tough. Cause I can't let that happen again. Yeah. Cause no one's got my back. Exactly. And then uh, I, and my mom's like, why don't you never tell me? But I felt like bad. Like I felt like it was like a burden, like me telling her. So I never told her. Typical so I, Mexican. So I grew up, you know, I Typical grew up telling Mexican her later. Family. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so weird. We, we talk so much about, we've talked about that over the years 
obviously I come from a, a Mexican family and uh, like we've talked about like the guilt, like there's like this built in guilt yeah. that we all have for some reason. It's just generations you know, of yeah. like strong faith in religion and yeah. like, and so things like that where you feel like, Oh, I don't want to be a burden to the family because, yeah. <laughs> because obviously that idea has been in your head before. Like, Oh, you, it's yeah. possible to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are, yeah, that's interesting. So do you, um, as you're in high school, do you find, is that when it starts bubbling in your head? Like, mm, I wonder if I could like make something out of this. Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, actually it's, um, so I'm going to probably like say like when I was in high school, it's probably like for like the young generations, probably like right. a long time ago, but yeah. it was like, I graduated in 2007 uh-huh. from high school. So back then we were still doing the senior exhibitions. I don't know if you guys did that at mm-hmm. all. Um, so it's that? where you had to do like a, pretty much a presentation before you graduated. Um, and you had to present in front of like four people. I forgot who the people were. I think they were like a mix of counselors, teachers and stuff like that. Oh, okay. um, and that was, it was pretty much, you were all like, you were sub- all pass. You would all pass pretty much. Right. As right. long as you had the presentation. It was, it was just something just to for test you to complete. You. Yeah, yeah. So the prompt every year it changed, but, uh, for my year was like who you are, no, who you were, who you are and who you want to become. Yeah. So I talked about, you know, like my childhood and then who I was. Cause I was like super into like when, when I graduated high school, it was like reggaeton was like the big thing. Like it, yeah. was, it was blowing up here in the, in the U S. So I was like all into like partying and stuff like that. But then, um, it's also the era where like record labels were like, you know, like blowing up to like Rockefeller. Right. right, right. Um, you know, all those death jam and all that major stuff. Major label deals. Um, so yeah. I was like, for some reason I was obsessed with that. I don't know why. And I remember my presentation, I still have it. It's like, I wanted to have my own record label. Oh, wow. And, uh, that it was going to be called G records. I think I was like, <laughs> so stupid. Oh, wow. Um, but I had it and then I, yeah, I like presented it and everything. Like, oh, I love music, all this stuff. Were you going to be like a shit night? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, oh, cool. I was like, I'll do like my own label and stuff. And, and uh, the people were like that. Uh, I think I had like a counselor and a teacher and whatever. And they were like, oh, that's really cool. Like, yeah. Like we see your, like they saw my passion for it. And they're like, yeah, you. And I had gone into San Diego State too. Like, yeah. Uh, so me and my twin sister both got in. So we were like surprised. I think it was, it was a little bit easier too to get in um, universities. Like, I guess, because uh, like we had high GPAs though. So oh, okay. we were kind of like nerds. I wonder if there's a twin quota. I don't know. Maybe. Do they, con- do they consider you guys half a like person? Like affirmative action type of thing. Are, you guys are only half <laughs> an actual person. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that was cool. So people were like, oh, yeah, I see your passion for it. Like, I know you're going to do something. I was like, okay. So, okay, yeah. so, so, but I mean, I guess the big question would be, um, did you even know what that meant? Like, did you know, like, okay, how do I... Like, did you know how to? No, I think I just, it? I think I was just saying it just to like, you know, have something. But sure. then, cause I ended up like, um, when I started San Diego State, um, cause I went straight from high school. Uh-huh. I didn't take a break. We just went right after like that fall. Yeah. And I majored in business cause I was going to try to do the, the record label thing. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I was going to do it. Right. So, right, right. But then like, of course, reality hits. And like 2008, I think is when like the, everything went down, like the market and stuff like that. And we mm-hmm. had a house, a condo. Uh, so my parents like both lost their jobs at the same time. Oh wow! And they stopped making payments. Yeah. So they were like, so we had to like you know find. So they they ended up finding a job, but I felt bad again. The whole generational yeah, thing, yeah. like I felt like a burden because uh, I had like uh, FAFSA, so there was they were covering everything, but yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really working a job. I was working as a student worker, but you only get like two hundred a month. Right, 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 right. Um. So, and then uh, like the business major was like an impacted major. So I was like, you know what, I, I'm gonna have to switch. 
And that's when you, when that came out about like the low childhood thing about like, oh, I want to be a detective and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah. criminal justice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's easier. So I- you know what's really weird is that attracts so many um, like Latino and Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, just actually like statistically it does. Um, I think it's like wanting to make a change, like yeah, make yeah. a difference type of thing. So I think that's how I saw it. Like, oh, I want to, you know, yeah. change the world, like save lives and shit like that. So um, I ended up doing criminal justice. And the good thing is most of the class I already had taken because I was there for like two years already doing business. Yeah. Because um, it was going to take me forever. I was still in like the prereqs. Right. I, I wasn't even in yeah, the major. Yeah, was a long major, Yeah, I think it's like I 10, it was like 10 courses, I think, before yeah. you get into the major. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. So, um yeah, and then I, I took an accounting class and it was a nightmare. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. So I ended up switching to criminal justice. Most of the, the classes uh, worked towards that. And then I graduated within like two, like I just had to do like one extra semester. I did four years in one semester. Oh, okay. Um, and I graduated and I got, literally I got lucky because, so I interned at probation, at the probation department uh-huh. at Ohio Street. It's not there anymore. I think it got demolished now. Um, did it really? In North Park, yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's like a, a new building or something. So I did there like for, I think it was like maybe like two, three months or something. Uh-huh. And then um, one of my friends um, that was taking a criminal justice class, she's like, hey, they're hiring at this place. Like, I, I don't know if you heard of the bracelet that Lindsay Lohan had. I'm like, no, I never heard of it. It's like, yeah, it's called Scram, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. So um, they're hiring. They came to present at my class. I'm like, okay. Right. Um, so I ended up applying with her, but they were only looking for one person. Yeah. And it was like literally the month before I graduated. It was in April. Um, of 2012. So I was like, okay, I applied and then I got an interview and they liked me and they actually gave me a shot because I had no Experience. whatsoever, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, like shout out to my ex boss or supervisor, um, Chris. He's yeah. the one that saw my potential. He was like, yeah, uh, we want to offer you the position. I felt bad because my friend, the one that told me didn't obviously didn't get it. Oh, if wow. she hadn't told me, I would have, I wouldn't have got she it. Stole so, it from so literally like, uh, yeah, I got hired literally right a month before I graduated. So I was one of the lucky ones. Cause I had friends that graduated and they were working in retail for like a oh, year yeah, yeah, yeah. to get, you know, cause criminal oh, yeah. justice, you have to like, if you're trying to do probation yeah, really or sheriffs, it takes like a year or more. Cause they have mm-hmm. to do background checks, all that stuff. Yeah. And, I've said it on this show before I worked at juvenile hall for a little while. And, yeah. um, Worst job in the world. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it seemed like it was very, it was very hard to get like hired, mm-hmm. actually hired there. Within, yeah, within that, that field. So it was kind of like in a, San Diego spe- yeah. specifically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I did uh, that. So that's how my, my, what happened with like, as far as like business. And then I went to criminal justice, which was random. Okay. So let's talk about, um, now you're out of school, you're into the workforce, right? You're obviously mm-hmm. feeling like, I got to contribute to the family. You're helping out. Yeah. You're, you're doing your part. Um, as you're going through, like, because I guess you, at some point you kind of, you went into work life, right? Like it just work life started happening. And, yeah. And then you started to like. Um, and it's crazy though, because while I was doing all that, I was still writing because I yeah. still have like like notebooks and right. I have like dates and stuff like that. So I was still writing while I was in college. Because that was just a thing for you to. Exactly. Like, you did that anyways. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. When did you decide to like, okay, I want to, cause you know what? I don't even know. I'm not sure. Yeah. We're going to get into that for sure. Cause I met you through hip hop wins, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kali. Yeah. Shout out um, to but I don't know what got you there to hip hop wins. Like, I don't know yeah. what got you into the scene and what you were doing prior to that. Mm-hmm. 
when it came to as far as the scene or was that your introduction to the scene? No. So, okay. So like I said, I was doing, I was still writing and stuff like uh-huh. that. And then like in 2014, so while I was still at my like, uh, jo- like criminal justice job, yeah. um, I was, I started like recording music. Um, I think I got like a little shitty, like interface and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I was recording, actually, I think it was not even an interface. It was just on my laptop. Okay. Um, and then I kind of, uh, reconnected with an old, like, um, childhood friend who was, uh, making music and stuff like that. And he kind of like put me onto like SoundCloud and all that stuff. And then I started recording again. And then by yourself. Two, yeah. By yeah. myself. And then I would record at his spot too. Yeah. Um, and then around with I an say, intention to put it out or did you know yet? Yeah. Like in SoundCloud, yeah. I started just uploading cause he's like, Oh, it's free. I was like, okay, I'm just okay. going to put the, and so it was like shitty ass quality, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, I did that. And then like around 2017, I quit the criminal justice job. I was, uh-huh. it was just becoming too much. It's like th- th- that career is like, it's uh really depleting. Right. It was like for me creatively, it was like I wasn't even writing anymore either. Like as yeah. much. Yeah. 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 Cause um, it's just a completely different path. Yeah. And it's like the, the energy there is like super negative too. Cause it's like all these people that are pissed off at the right, world. Right. 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 Um, so all that, I was taking that in, I think. Um, and then I wasn't like writing as much anymore. So I was like, you know what? I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like before, you know, I go crazy. Cause I was like depressed kind of too. Oh wow. So you made a conscious choice to like, I need to get out. Yeah. So, because I was like, uh, I wouldn't go out. So when I first started working, I was like, I was like, I said, I'm a big partier. So I would go out like with friends <laughs> in the club. What does bars. a big partier mean? Were you a drinker? Yeah, I was a drinker. Yeah. So I was like a big drinker and we'll touch on that too. But okay. yeah, I would, I would oh, go shit. out and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I noticed that like maybe like three years in is when I started getting overwhelmed. And that's why I say like in, in the God of my destiny, where it's like it was like taking too much of me and I decided to just, you know, quit. Um, but it's funny because I went to Mexico, like Teotihuacan for the first time, the pyramids uh-huh. um, in 2017 in January. And literally when I got back, I don't know, like I said, like I don't know if my ancestors or some mm-hmm. shit were like telling me something. Yeah, it's a powerful place. Right. When I went right. back. I was like there at work and then I had this feeling like, man, I don't feel like I should be here. Like, I just felt like out of place. Oh, geez. Like something, cause I already had had like yep. what's called like a breakdown in 2015, which where, what? I, where I, where I had told my boss, like, you know what? I'm going to quit. And he's like, nah, we're going to, we'll do this, this and that. And I, and I stayed. Mm. So I gave it two more years and it still didn't change. Cause oh, we were wow. super, two more years past like yeah. your low point. Yeah. I oh, even told God. my parents, I was like, you know what? Like I need to get the fuck out. But they were like, no, like, you know, the typical like Mexican mm-hmm. fa- family where they're like, oh, yes, it, it pays safe. well. You got a job. Exactly. Yeah. yeah pays yeah. well and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to stay. And then, yeah, two years. And then January, I was like, when I came back from Mexico, I was like, nah, I'm fucking done with this shit. Like we were super understaffed. Like everybody was like overworked. I'm like, I'm done. Oh, geez. So I quit. Literally no backup. I just had like savings. Good thing I had savings and my family, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, I quit, and now like I have like um, I work in like insurance, nothing to do with fucking like criminal justice. Sure. And like like I love my boss because I they actually he actually supports my my art, which is I, I it's kind of weird because my other boss would didn't like that shit. Like <laughs> the actual owner of the company hated that. Yeah, because um, I mean, who wants to like? There's not a lot of people that. <laughs> want to like pay you to to try to do something else yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. so yeah that's why like shout out to my my current boss she's awesome but um yeah so pretty much i ended up um in 2017 i quit i started making music again uh putting it out i think i put a few on soundcloud still yes and then uh i met some guy who was uh into who were not into but he knew a little bit about the hip-hop scene too and then my childhood friend knew about it too yeah. so um they had told me about battlebot 
Oh, you know? okay. And that, so that's kind of like my introduction. Art. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, what the fuck, BattleBot? And I was like, uh, what is it? He's like, oh, it's like, is this dope? Like, um, like you know, they have like B-Boys, they have freestyle. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's a hip hop scene in San Diego? I was like super like surprised. Oh, wow. Um, So we went to the Cosba where, where it took place. Yeah. And I saw, I remember seeing like, I think it was like Rick Scales versus like Nubia and shit. Oh, I remember that. That night. shit was like fucking epic. I was like, what the fuck? How did I not know about this? I, Cause like I said, I would go to bars and clubs, but I never actually went to like a live like show. Like I would go to concerts, Yeah, but not like local artists, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I was like blown away, like the b-boying and all that too. Evil. I mean, that's a cool place to be. Um, and the beat set and too, because it was like, damn, like, so then I kind of started um, following pages on Instagram uh-huh. and I came across, I don't forget how I came across Hip Hop Wits, but somehow I got introduced to that page. And the, actually the first Hip Hop Wits I went to was actually a De La Flow show. Oh, right on. Shout out to, um, Car- shout out to Carlo. Yeah, shout out to him. El Arabe or Carlo. Which, uh, so De La, <laughs> De La Flow was um, our, our night where we concentrated on Spanish hip hop and yes. Spanish tinged hip hop. So, um, that hip hop wins again, shout out to Kali for that. Um, yeah, so that was dope. So that was the first went, one you went. It was the first one I went to. Oh, it was, wow. It was so like, that's, that was perfect for you. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird. Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, there's like Spanish rap too. And, but it was kind of like, it was not as popular, I guess when I went, at least, right. I think it was like on a weekday. I, I want to say, I think it had just started. Yeah. It yeah. had just started. Um, it was like, I want to say 2018, early 2018 or to the late 2017. Um, and then Five Space, shout out to Eric from Five Space, the, yeah. uh, the record shop. Um, he would throw like beat sets too. Um, I think it was it was 2018 or late 2017. Okay, wait. So when you went to Hip Hop Wins, was that the first time you kind of started seeing like, oh, there is a scene? Yeah, like BattleBot, that yeah, Bella yeah. Flow show, and then like the beat sets. Like, yeah. And then I started seeing like the same people, you know, right, frequent. Right, so you right, start right. seeing it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of like, I'm like a nerd again. So like, I like to like know, okay, like this is that, this person, I seen him here, you know, like that means they're connected. So you were all in at that point. Yeah. And yeah. I just like, yeah, I became like infatuated with it. And then right after that, um, I got introduced by my childhood friend to Black Expression and yeah. Logan. Um, shout out to Black Expression. So they... Him and my sister kind of were like, oh, because I, you know, they know that I do poetry and all this stuff. And they're like, you should do a piece, blah, blah, blah. And like I said, I'm, I'm shy. So I didn't really want to do it. Like I've, I've done that like in classes, like Chicano um, studies classes that I had to do like a poem and stuff like that. I've done that before. Yeah. Because it was a class in like public speaking. Um, but I never did it like for, for the fun of it. So then they finally convinced me and I go, it was like June of 2018. I go and I got like great feedback like really supportive crowd there that's yeah. what I love about them um, what did you do? I performed like one of my spoken word like poems okay um, I forgot I think it was called uh, Three which is actually yeah it was the poem Three or Third Eye which uh-huh. is on my God of my destiny gotcha um, so yeah so then I did that and then I keep coming back actually like even though I was shy I would like I'd get nervous going up there but I would just keep going yeah yeah what made you decide to go up? My my like I said, my sister and my friend were like just do it, and then she's like she like tried to like you know Melly was like oh it's like they're really supportive because she had gone to uh-huh. one, one of them and I didn't go with her, and she's like yeah like they're really supportive like so Melly sold you so yeah so Melly was like just do it and yes. I was like fuck I was like okay I'll do it so yeah I did it and then I just loved like the you know everybody's like really supportive like you know like cheering you on uh huh which uh, it gives you like I don't know like more energy and stuff like that so I just kept going after that and then. Um, I started going to like uh, 
hip hop, well, actually not hip hop wits. I think I want to say somehow when I was following the hip hop wits page, because I only went to one show uh-huh. I think in 2018, that De La Flo show. Yeah. Um, I think I want to say Yazi, shout out to Yazi. Uh-huh. Um, they were promoting her SD Music Room. And this was because I started the blog in December of 2018. And then in March, I want to say like around March, I went to the first like meeting uh, the uh, the SD Music Room. Right. And that's where I started meeting more people. Which is a group in San Diego yeah. that was started by Yazi. Shout out to Yazi. Follow yeah. the real Yazi. Is it the real Yazi, right? Yeah. Yeah. On Yazi. Instagram. Yeah. Um, and but the, she started a, it's basically a support group for artists yeah. um, at all levels that can, it doesn't charge anything. It's literally just a support group where artists would come together. So you got introduced even more indoctrinated into the scene and how things, because basically yeah. all the people who go to, SD Music Room are people who are like nerding out on the hip hop scene, right? Yeah, like and I was still really going to like, it. yeah, exactly. I was still going to like battle bots. Like I went maybe to a total like of three or four, yeah, like in 2018. So I was still kind of getting to know like people and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't really like introducing myself that much uh-huh. until I started the blog. So the blog Nightmare on Cedric Avenue. Yep. I started it in 2018 in December, and then I started doing like local reviews. I want to say like in February. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I heard about Yazi's uh, SD Music Room. I went and I met more people. And then that's when I started actually like going to the Hip Hop Wet show. Um, and actually, I went to a show until two. Um, it was like Ito, Al Divino, I think is his name. Like all these like underground, Jamagazol, uh-huh. um, all these underground New York rappers um, until two. That was like my first show I ever went alone. And oh, shout, out, wow. shout out to like Small Zuno. What made you pick that? Because <laughs> I, 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 of Yazi, like I think uh, somebody was promoting it. And then Yazi was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. And then Small, I got introduced to like Small Zuno because I had uh, reviewed his album. So Small yeah. Zuno and his brother Sick Rick, shout out to them. Um, they were going to go. And I was like, I'm going to go, but I'm going to go solo. Uh, do you guys want to keep me company? And like they were like they were there like with me. So I, I didn't feel like alone. How, wait, and so you met and you met them through SD Music Room. So it's weird. So, okay, so Small Zuna was had gone to like the first SD Music Room uh-huh. meeting. I went to like maybe the second or third or something. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually meet him. I had just reviewed. He came up on my Instagram somehow and I like saw that he had dropped an album. Uh, so I reviewed it. And then he like, you know, thanked me and everything via IG, like DMs. And then we kind of like started talking that way. Um, and we actually finally, I think, I want to say we met in person at the show, like for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I got introduced to like, you know, started going to shows by myself. Because before I was like, I don't want to go alone. Because sometimes Melly would go with me, but sometimes she just didn't want to go. So I was like, man, yeah. I got to start going by myself. And then I did like, I think in March, I did like business cards. And that's I started so, going up to people. I mean, it's so... um it's just weird how it came about. Yeah, I mean, I get the, I definitely get the, um, the wanting to know all the parts. I'm the same way. I know a lot of people are like that. Um, but the going to shows by yourself that takes a lot, right? Like it takes a lot to go out there. Yeah. And especially because I mean, I'm shy. Like I, yeah, I, I so don't know how so I did you're it. Drive, driving just, up to the show. You're I having to wait so to much. get out of the car. You're walking up to the thing by yourself. Yeah. And then just kind of hoping the night goes fine, right? What yeah. were you looking? I mean, what were you when you look back now at it? Uh-huh. What were you looking for? Like, what, what what was it that like? Why keep why go? 
I don't know. I think I was just like, uh, like hip hop. Like I loved, I love it so much that yeah. I was like, I need, I need to be a part of this. And like, this, this was community. happening. And I was like, like, the only way to do it is to like just immerse myself in it and just get out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely correct. And like, eventually, people are gonna know who I am. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have that in mind though. Like, yeah. that wasn't my goal. It's like, oh, everybody's gonna know me. Like, no. Yeah. My thing was just like, I'm just doing it for the love of it. Yeah. And people like, I just want to be a part of this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Any way I can like contribute to the to the culture. Okay, and so then you go, you're going now, you're starting to meet people. You said you made business cards. Yeah. Good move, good yeah. move. Um, you made, and you started passing them out. Yeah. Um, and that was helping promote simultaneously the blog, right? Exactly. Because that was the other thing is you were coming into this. Not as an artist, yeah. Right. Like you came in as um, more of a journalist, mm -hmm. right? But you were also coming into this with the challenge of trying to make it make sense, right? Like, yeah. Cause nobody had ever seen anything like that before in yeah. San Diego scene. Like mm -hmm. nobody had come and said like, Hey, I'm also going to have this horror element and, you know, movie element to what I do. And I'm going to try to bring them together. Right. And yeah. at that point there was obviously no prototype on how to do it. You were kind of just, just going with the flow, yeah. right? Just going with the flow. And then, so I'm assuming as you started to, to um, uh, review, interview, um, mm -hmm. cover, cover the scene, it started to, like, expand your network. Yeah, and it's funny because, so, like I said, again, it comes, like, the shy part. Uh, I, when I started doing, like, the reviews, nobody really, I never really posted pictures of myself. Because, uh -huh. again, I wanted it to be about the, you know, the reviews, the right. actual blog, not about myself. Yeah. Um. So it was funny because I remember one guy, like I had, I think I want to say I reviewed his album or something. And there was a show um, in Imperial Beach or something. I, I was going to go, but I, for some reason I didn't end up going. And it's funny because he messaged me the next morning. He's like, hey, it was funny because I went up to this girl and I was like, are you 7 October? <laughs> she was like, she was oh, like no, wow. it's not me. So people were already like looking for me, like who, who I was. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Let's uh, wait. Let's let's examine that a little bit though. So you, you have this thing because... It was. It's just occurring to me that you said part of what got you in to pursuing this more was that night out black expression mm -hmm. when you performed live. Yeah. Right. And then, but performing live is like a topic I definitely want to talk to you about because <laughs> it's one of those things where you've been pretty vocal about the idea that you might. You don't know if you want to perform live. Yeah. Like right. It's some. It's a part of. That you're still figuring out. I mean, you for it, it seems to me if it was up to you, you just would never show your face and you would just put out <laughs> art. Yeah. But why though? Right? Why when when we're in this culture, right? Mm -hmm. That's rushing to the camera. Yeah. Why when we're in this culture that, um, especially females mm -hmm. um, in this culture, have been able to find like these footholds by pushing their face forward and yeah. being more out in the limelight, you're like, I don't want to be out in the limelight. I want to be hidden away. <laughs> Where do you feel like, cause here's the, the elephant in the room, right? Mm -hmm. Is, is that just part of that guilt or is that, you know, or is that something that's just nerves or because obviously you, it's not like you didn't know, okay, going in front of this audience is something I have to do. Like, I'm yeah. going to have to do this. And you did it. Yeah. And it went successful. Mm -hmm. But it's not like you ran away from that. Like, man, I got to do that again. You were <laughs> like, all right, got that done. Yeah. So, like, what is that? What is it? 
I don't know. Like, I feel like I've never been like the person that's like all about me. Sure. Um, I always like, like bringing light to like other people. Like I always, but like being in the background kind uh-huh. of shit. And it's funny because I was just talking about that with Melly because um, there was like, they say that the R&B artists are like, it's the new era of like the introverted artists, yep. like, like Black and like her mm-hmm. and Bryson Tiller. If you, if you notice all those artists never showed their face, they just did it because they had to. Right. Right. And I like what her said. And I, I think I can identify with what she said. She said she wanted to make it about her music and the art. Yeah. Not about herself. So I feel like that's that's where I come from. Like, first of all, I don't like being like, oh, like the center of attention type of person. Right. And then two. But, like, I but like- is does that have to do with the early years of your upbringing where you were shy and picked on and it was easier if you weren't in the public eye? Maybe like safer. low key, yeah. Maybe like low key that kind of like yeah. in the back of my head. I so is that something that, that you now, as an adult, are challenged with? Like maybe I need to try to get over that. Like, are you still like? I mean, do you yeah. has that? I, I actually haven't talked to you about it in quite some time. Yeah. Um, but has that is that something that has changed? Is it? How are you looking at it now? Yeah, I mean, because. Uh, like you mentioned, I think when we were first starting like platform, uh-huh. when we were talking about like, you know, building shows and stuff like that, like, oh, showing your faces more yep. and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm slowly moving towards that now because like, you know, Nightmare Cinema, my yep. face is on there. Um, yep. Now my podcast is also uh, web yeah. um, camera and stuff like that. And then uh, I've you're been, on a podcast right now. I, I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, pod- I'm doing more interviews yeah. too. Like I was You've really had putting, quite a few. Yeah. yeah recently. And then. I've been like, I think I had an interview with, um, with Jeffy, obviously, where he actually brought up that question about me performing. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to like Millie about it too. And I'm what like, did you say? I, I, I said, did... I was like, yeah, I feel like I, I need to start doing that. Because, oh, interesting. So, I, so I feel like, cause I feel like, um, it kind of touched me a little bit when, um, when pause one was like talking about being an MC, you know, master ceremonies. Sure. Cause that, it's like not something that's given it's earned. Right. So I was like, man, maybe like, cause a lot of people, you know, especially if you're like, like myself, uh, like a hip hop fan of the culture, we all know all these all these artists. Like the way they got their fan and everything is actually going out, you know, and performing. Yeah, and that's part of it. And I feel like some people might think like, oh, maybe she's not like she's kind of like fake or like not a full yeah. artist because she hasn't performed yeah. live. And yeah. I feel like maybe that's also like a part of why uh, I'm not getting like at least that support part. Yeah, on, on certain like places, which I feel like that might be it. Where they're like, oh, she's putting out music, but that's great and all, but like, does she perform, you know? Right. Um, and then like, then COVID hit, obviously. So it actually kind of worked in my benefit a little bit because it yeah. gave me a little bit I time. I mean, right now, yeah. To like grow sure. into it, like get ready. Um, but that's one thing, yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. I like, I feel like I would probably have to end up doing that, like performing. Do you like um, that? I mean, you're saying it right I, now. Do you, well, when you, as it's coming out of your mouth, yeah. this is the feeling like in your heart and your stomach, is it, it, does it get like tight? Are you like, obviously, shit. yeah, like nerves and yeah. shit, but I feel like I have like, uh, I want to do it too. Just it's because, a personal challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can do it cause I've done the spoken word. Now it's just like actually like, you know, performing, like actually rapping yeah. and not like having my notebook in front of me, you know? Right, um, right. But I know I can do it. It's just- Are you, okay, so here's here's something that's, I've talked to a lot of people about, about this, right? There are certain artists that because they make like a hit early on mm-hmm. or they gain some sort of popularity, they may be thrown into the mix of mm-hmm. like the the entertainment world too early so 
And then what ends up happening is we all kind of watch them develop. Yeah. Right. And nobody's ever fair. Right. We're never fair. You're always, nobody ever thinks like, Hey, you're watching this kid develop right in front of you. Of course, he's going to get better. Of course, they're going to change their minds on things. They're Mm going to grow. Right. There's not a lot. There hasn't always been a lot of room for that. Yeah. In hip hop. People always want like this polished done thing. Right. Like Pa said, like, Mm -hmm. right. That's something that's been earned and scratched. But the part was like when pause came up, that wasn't being documented, right? Mm -hmm. Like you weren't documenting Mm -hmm. any of the times where you said like, I'm right from the start. I was already throwing it out to the world. Like, yo, here's how I sound right now. And you're like, it doesn't sound good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. There's something I have to get out, right? Like you feel a need to get out. Yeah. I think that there's, there's something to be said about that because I mean, there is no turning back time, right? Like mm-hmm. time has changed. Yeah. Um, the narrative of somebody growing into something better or more polished is an interesting thing. It's an interesting story. Yeah. Right. It's, but I also have to imagine I didn't have to do that. So they're all I also have to imagine that it can be severely nerve wracking, too, because everybody's judging. Yeah. Right. Because you're almost asking them to. Right. You're like, exactly. I'm developing. Yeah. And so people are like, really? Let's see if she sucks. Let's see if she's good. Let's <laughs> see if like, right. Yeah. Um, Is that something that worries you? Like, do you look at that and go like, man, I don't want to deal. Like, do I want to deal with? Because right now, for the most part. um, And I know I know this varies in the and there could be. Uh, levels to this but mm-hmm. for the most part at least from my observation you've been kind of welcomed with open arms yes yeah. um more so in the scene but as you know as you grow as an artist this you kind of get out of the nest in the safety area and you start going into these areas where people may not know the narrative they may not know the story and that and it can be brutal yes right yeah. are those things that are they, does that weigh heavy on your mind? Or are you just, have you accepted like, that's probably just going to be part of it or. Yeah. I think I've, uh, it's, it doesn't like affect me in any way. Like yeah. I, I'm just going with the flow type of thing. Like, awesome. I don't want to like, you know, over, overthink. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, I know that's like, that's been in the back of my head. Like, am I going to perform? Um, and I do want to do it. Not just because like, Oh, everybody might be expecting me to do it. Yeah. I feel like you said, it's like for me personally, like I know I can do it type of thing. Like to prove to myself I can. Yeah. Okay. So, um, now that you're, you're on this journey, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I always think that there's something to be said too about coming on shows like this as well. And then saying what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Because now this is like out there for the world. Yeah. It's documented. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there's people that are like, okay, there's people listening right now that are going like, huh? Yeah. Let me, let me watch this. Let me see what's going to happen. Like she's saying these things are going to happen. Let's see what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, do you feel, do you feel like when you start moving forward? Cause now that you're doing this, is Mm -hmm. it, how do you feel like you get better at this? Like, how do you, What's your, do you have a plan in your mind? Like, this is how I'm going to just keep getting better. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm still going to be making music uh-huh. regardless, even if, like, it's not, like, my main career yeah. career goal. Um, I think, like, yeah, just, like, keep, like, writing. Like you said, like, keep um, 
you know, what I want to do is kind of like for the next record that I put out is like I want to record and just like freestyle like when I'm recording myself uh-huh. instead of writing. Right. Because right, I right. want to work on like my cadence and my flow and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that. And just like I think just I, when you have a craft, you have to work at it. So I think I had asked you about like the instrumentals and stuff like that because I like I want to start like I even bought me like a little like machine with a mic right. to start like performing in front of myself. Because awesome. um, like for me, I'm like a huge perfectionist. Yeah. Which is, I think it's a good thing in my, in from what I see. Because uh, and, and I don't like to give up type of thing. So I think that helps me. So I feel like I would, you know, that would help me become a better performer as well. Like I'm just gonna keep going at it and until I get better. And yeah. Like I said, people are gonna be on the journey to like watch me grow. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, man, it, it's. I, I think it's super dope. I think if you are going to pursue this, you're checking all the boxes. Shout out to Hip Hop Eddie. Hip Hop Eddie's here. Um, yeah, you're checking all the boxes, man. Like, it's very hard to, as it wouldn't be right for me, who's been doing a hip hop based show forever, to not ask you those questions, right? Yeah. Like, are, is this something that you really care about? Is it something that you really want to do? And I mean, I don't think that there is, like, too many traditionalists I would find issue with any of your answers you know like I yeah. think it is kind of the thing that you want you would hope if you love this like I love this mm-hmm. that the person that anybody wanting to be a part of it would be respectful of it and yeah. and want to love it as well you know and that's cool and then the part of you being documented doing it mm-hmm. that's the world there's no that's not hip hop like hip hop yeah. isn't documenting new people starting the world's documenting their own lives. That's true. And it's a way of communication now. It's a normal way to communicate. And if you want to connect with an audience who's being inundated by information, you have to be in there somewhere. Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I know you put out a lot of, you put out a lot of content. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that you have not shied away from at all. And yeah. um, I think it's super dope to, like uh, I've been watching your breakdowns. Like you, you do uh, music breakdowns. Yeah, um, from breakdown, the yeah. A- from mm-hmm. the album, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's been really cool to watch those. I think you're giving people like an insight that they don't have. Yeah. Um, so it's I. It, this is what I'm interested in seeing as I watch your career, right? Mm-hmm. And as somebody who's who I nerd out on watching people's careers, like I like to watch trajectories. Yeah, I like to see and predict how things might happen. I think you're going to reach a point where the amount of hard work you just put in mm-hmm. um, will will negate the idea of whether she's is is she like super polished yet i don't think people are going to give a fuck because at a certain point you're going to have put out so much content because this is usually what happens right usually Mm -hmm. what happens is or what used to happen because this is not usual anymore yeah i think it has changed for sure but what used to happen was you would get to a certain point musically and then put stuff out right yeah but you can't survive like that nowadays right Mm -hmm. like you almost have to get in the races as soon as possible you have to put content out right yeah Yeah, and then help that and hope that people are down to grow with you um and if you and if they do you have lifelong fans so i don't think that there is i don't think there's a negative to it honestly yeah like i don't think there's a negative to it i've watched it's something a platform collection that we like doing we like showing people go through their character arc 
You know what I mean? Like what's, what's going to happen to this person? Like, how are they going to end up? What are they going to do? Are they going to change next time you're on crappy? Awesome. Is it going to be, you know, what are you going to be talking about? Are you going to be here getting ready to go out on tours? You know what I mean? There's so much that could happen. Yeah. And I think if we throw away the beginnings of people's careers, cause we're like, Oh, they're not ready yet. Then we miss out on like some beautiful shit. That's true. Right. And yeah. then we also miss out on what you, I think that you're doing is you're showing, you're really showing um, people how you can do this, mm-hmm. like how it's possible. Hey, here's where I'm at. I'm super open where I'm at musically. I'm where I'm at as an artist and where I'm at as a, as a performer but you're going to hear the story like just yeah. wherever I'm at doesn't mean that you're not going to hear the story. You're going to hear the story. Exactly. And I think that that's, I think that that is what young artists should do. And I think uh, new artists, um, let's talk a little bit about the, your project that's out right now. Okay. Okay. Um, let people know the name. It's uh, from Chivalba to Aslan. Okay. So, so talk, yeah. talk to about the, talk to us about the name of that. So the title, um, I'm like, like I said, a big like history and especially like Mexican history, like my culture. So, yep. um, from Chivalba, so Chivalba, it's like a mythological, like, uh, Mayan, um, underworld, like hell. Uh-huh. And then Aslan, um, it's all, it's weird because there's two, um, definitions for it. Yeah. So one is like where Mexico, uh, was or wanted to expand and stuff like that. Um, like, you know, part of the California and stuff like that in Mexico itself. Uh, but then it's also considered like a, um, a, like another mythological, like an Aztec, uh, paradise. Yeah. Like where we would have wanted like to have, you know, Mexico be and how it would have been if, if, you know, the, the Aztecs continued to reign and stuff right. like that. So for me, I always, uh, if you follow like my last project out of my destiny, I always like doing like from positive, from negative to positive. Yeah. So from Chivalba, meaning like from hell to paradise. Because that coincides with how you feel about yourself, right? Like you're going, you're evolving into this thing that you want to be, right? Like this, like the better version of you is what you keep trying to make. Yeah. And I'm like obsessed with like the whole, you know, like positive thinking, positive energy, like the whole, you know, the secret where like, if you think positive, positive things happen and all that stuff. So I try to put that as well in the in the projects. So that's why from Chibarba to Aslan, that's why I named it that. So it's going if you if you listen to like that's why I intentionally put the tracks in that order. Yes. Um, because it's kind of like a story. So it's like it starts from kind of like a negative, uh, part of our history, and then it ends with like a positive note with like the si se puede, you know, uh, chant. Right, right, end. right. And I hope that that's what people take away from it. And the whole lyrical breakdown, I did it because like. I know a lot of artists that are like artsy, you know, and they're like, oh, I want the the people to interpret it the way they want to and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And it, I'm cool with that as well. But for me, like, again, I take my art seriously and I love it. I want people to like see into my mind and see what uh, inspired each track. Right. The intention behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so um, on this project, you talk heavily about um, cultural differences, primarily in like the Latino and Chicano communities. Yes. Um, on the next project, like how much do you want to extend that conversation and how much um, will we see in the next project or will it be a complete departure from that? Like what, what can we expect musically? Because like, again, we're watching you develop, right? Yeah. We're watching you find sounds and find voices. Like yeah. you said, you're working on cadences and yeah. all these really dope things. Like what can we expect moving forward from you? 
so it's, I want to do like a different, like at the end, like for me, I want to make world music. Cause like I mentioned, like yeah. for the people listening from the beginning, um, I have all these different like types of genres that I was introduced to as a kid, you know, like mariachi, all that stuff. So every project that I had mentioned this to you, like I want it to be different than the last. Yes. So like God of my destiny was kind of like introduction to me. Like it's a little bit about who I am and like the poetry side of me. Uh, this one from Chibabra to Aslan is about my culture. But it's still about me, you know. Yeah. I still put like stuff about myself. Right. Um, you're telling your culture through your story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but you also you're also recognizing. At least, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you recognized in this record um, that your story is such a, a story that many people have gone through this, like these struggles. That's relatable. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and then me, like a, a almost movie magically fan. so. Though, yeah. Right. Like <laughs> exactly. you've had the bully experience. You've had yeah. the loner experience. You've had the family loss. You've had like mm-hmm. really like yeah. very movie esque, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like for me, like again, being a movie fan, that also plays a part in how I create the projects. So I was telling, um, I forgot who I, I might have been t- telling you, but if you notice, like on God of My Destiny, like the back uh-huh. uh, cover was a pyramid. So I didn't even intentionally think about it, but I was like, that was kind of like a foreshadow oh, for, wow. from Chivalba to Aslan. If you look at the back cover. Right. And then from Chivalba to Aslan, if you look at the back cover, um, here, I'll show it here, but it's uh, uh, right there. Yeah. It's probably like kind of blurry, but. I'll bring it um, up. The back of from Chivalo to Aslan is actually uh, Popocatepel and Itza. It's like a longer name, but I can't pronounce it. But it's uh, a volcano, two volcanoes in Puebla. I've actually been there before. Uh, it's like a love story, kind of like Romeo and Juliet. Uh-huh. Um, that I always thought it was like Montezuma and Malinche, but it's not. It's actually Itza and Popocatepel in that, in that image. And he's like holding her because he was like an Aztec warrior and she was like a princess. And I think um, she died of sadness, I think, or something like that along those lines because uh-huh. he thought he had died at war. He came back and, you know, she was dead. So it's like a love story. So for me, that's kind of foreshadowing the next project, which is going to be like a love EP. So I, I have like the sensitive, oh, wow. side, sensitive side to myself too. Uh, <laughs> besides like the horror. So I'm like, oh, yeah. like a fun fact about me, like I love romantic comedy. So uh-huh. uh, the next EP is going to be like way different than this last one. So every project I wanted to kind of me evolving as an artist, but also like showing the different sides of me because I'm a Gemini. Yeah. So that kind of shows like my duality too as well. Um do you feel like um, hip hop is always going to be a root or do you, do you even see yourself like moving away from that at some point? Um, yeah, I want to do like all genres, honestly, yeah. like uh, I still keep the spoken word because I feel like that's what makes me unique a little yeah, bit from yeah. everyone. Um, that was kind of your intro into yeah, the world, right? It, exactly. So uh, do you feel like, let me ask you this, because yeah. I'm not a spoken word artist. Yeah. As a spoken word artist, do you feel like... What's what's like the differences between being a spoken word artist and then like rapping? Do you feel like you're able to get more out when you're spoken word? Yeah, I, I like it because I, I wouldn't consider like myself like a super spoken word because uh, I've seen people that are like freaking awesome at it. Yeah. Like they know it by heart and everything. Um, shout out to all those people. But yeah. I, what I love about it is like the emotion that you hear in the people's tone. And then you can actually hear what they're saying because with rap, that's the only thing I don't like about it sometimes because uh-huh. you can be at a show and it can be like the best rap you've ever heard. But yeah. sometimes like the distortion of the sound yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. you can't even really hear what they're saying. Yeah. So that's why I love about spoken word that you can actually, because for me, I'm like a big lyrics fan. Like, yeah. A lot of the artists I like, it's like, I want to hear what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I love about like the spoken word part of it. That's awesome. And then, that's yeah, awesome. like I still want to do like, I'll, I'll eventually still keep doing like hip hop or rap. 
but I want to do like venture into like for the next one is going to be more like rap, like R and B, because I'm like a huge R and B fan yeah. too, and like maybe a little bit like Latin R and B, because I'm like obsessed with that sound. Are you too. gonna sing? I want to do like more melodic stuff. Yeah, okay. I want to. So I want to try to play around with that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then my me and my friend Jose Chavez, shout out to him. He was in my last project, Out of My Destiny. Me and him have like kind of like a duo that we created, Chicano Legends. Yeah. So I might do so I might do like a solo project next year. At least that's my goal for now. It's like having a solo, the R and B one. Yep. And then having one with him, which is also kind of like um, acoustic because he plays acoustic guitar, and then both of us kind of like singing. So because he sings, he has a he has a better voice than I do. Oh wow! But that would be like the second album if we put, if I put two projects out. That's very year. challenging, huh? Like yeah. you're like you're really going to try to tap into different parts of yourself. But yeah. you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why I respect that, right? Because before you started talking about this, you were talking about like yeah, like I have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. There probably isn't a better way to do that than to Just dive to in. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and see what where where you're at. What, what yeah, it's going to be an interesting journey. Do you feel like um, do you feel like doing the other stuff? Because you because that's the other thing we haven't really tapped into that yet. Yeah. Is that you're a host on multiple shows? Mm-hmm. Um, do you see? Do, are you pursuing that part of your your career as well? Do you like? Do you like sitting and talking with people? Do you like interviewing? Like, is that a part you like? Yeah, I, I love that as well. So, yeah. like, I, for me, like you said, like my work ethic, I think it speaks for itself. Like, uh-huh. uh, like the content I've been putting out. I just try to get content from everything. Like, like I said, like the lyrical breakdown. I was like, there's ways I can like even uh, promote this more. Yeah. So I think of just different ways of like making more content that way. Yeah. Of, from one piece, making all this content, you know. So for me, um, like you said, I do like the you know the podcast and then the Nightmare Cinema with here with Platform Collection. Yep. So all that stuff, I still want to grow into that. Like, I, I, I think I want to say, like, I, I've mastered, like, multitasking. Yes, for sure. Um, for I've sure. always been good at that. You're probably the best multitasker in the group. Yeah, I think yeah. it's because, like, I'm bilingual. I think that I always, oh. say, I always clown about that with, like, people that speak no, Spanish that might and English. Be true. But I feel like yeah. that helps. Because like, your, your brain, brain is being trained. It, exactly. Yeah. So I kind of thrive in that. Like, even though it's stressful sometimes. Like I still thrive in it. So I still want to do other stuff because like for me, music actually comes easy. Like me songwriting. I know other people that like take like days, right, like, right, take right. weeks or months to yeah, like, yeah. write a song. Yeah. And I was for in the me, studio with you. I'm pretty yeah. like it just because I've, yeah, I've been doing it for so long. It's just like quick. Right. Because you have so, books and books of. Yeah. I have poetry, like old right? stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So and you're then, able to pull even from like rhyming words. and Yeah. Or even stuff, just yeah. creating new stuff. Like you said, we work together yeah. in the studio. So I'm like pretty quick now. Uh huh. Um. So that, like, if I do two projects, that for me, that's nothing. If I do, like, seven right, tracks or right. something. So right, that, you don't feel, like, overwhelmed by that. Exactly. You're like, and then, like, doing the podcast, like, yeah. I love doing it. So I just kind of, like, schedule things. And then on top of that, I have my nine to five, too. I, I don't know how I do it, but I think it's just being organized. And then my work ethic. Yeah. Like, taking, like, a real career, because obviously I'm not getting paid for it yet. Yeah. But I'm treating it like, okay, this 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 was my day job. Like, this is how I would do it. Yeah. So There is no other way. Yeah, and I still want to do other things. Like I mentioned to you, like, uh, I want to do, like, the film thing, um, TV show. Like, that's my goal for next year. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Start but, developing film. Yeah, right. doing that. and like. Do you have a short film idea as well? Yes, that's like short dope. TV show, yeah, like anthology film and all that stuff. So I do want to do other things, and I'm still going to continue to, like, get better in each. Because I want to, like, like I, I think we talked about this where you said you mastered, like, your different crafts. Uh-huh. And then you moved on to the next. Yep. So I kind of want to do the same thing. Yeah. 
Because I feel like I think like the podcasting and the blog and all that stuff, I feel like I've mastered that part. Right, right. Uh, you have it down. Now it's like You're already starting to like experiment with it even more now. Like Exactly. I feel like that's a sweet spot. When you when you know how to do all the stuff yeah. is when you really start to like get open. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you really start to like, oh, okay, I can use this with this and you know, all the mm-hmm. mechanics of that part, that's the learning curve. And I think it's the biggest part that most people shy away from. Right. Cause it's yeah. like, Oh, I got to learn something new where, um, I think you definitely have that bug. I, I mean, I've always had it, mm-hmm. um, of where it's not like, it's not like something I have to do, it, it, but it is like, I, yeah. like I have to like figure it out. Or I'll get frustrated with the idea of not figuring it out. So that way overpowers the actual mm-hmm. work part. That's true. Where yeah. it doesn't feel like work. I feel like I'm I'm yeah. trying to get to that next level, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, I'm always trying to learn new things. Like, even if I don't know how to do it, like, I'm pretty, like, tech savvy. Yes. So, like, I'll figure yes, it out. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> I just, like, figure it out. Yeah, you Google are the, you're the go, you're one of the go-to <laughs> people for OBS in the city. So, yeah. <laughs> um, man, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, thank you for having me. Super proud of you. Super, super proud of you. I think you're doing an amazing job. I think the entire team is proud of you. Thank um, you. I, you know, I, I think the city should be proud of you. Hopefully they are um, because you're setting a pace that I think a lot of people could learn from. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's uh, it's encouraging, especially if you're a new artist or if you're somebody who's trying to find their way through the entertainment business. Hopefully you're inspired by this story because literally everything that she did was started with a choice. It was just a choice, right? Like she didn't have to do any of these things. Like she still doesn't. Um, yeah. And, and because of that, because of her work ethic, because of the stuff she's done, like we're super proud to have her over at platform collection. You guys are definitely going to be hearing a lot more of her, um, in these coming years. Honestly, that that's just to be honest with you. You're going to be hearing about it for coming years. She got seasons on seasons ready to drop <laughs> on that ass. Um, but you got to go check out the, the the music right now. Go to Bandcamp, right? Um, yeah, Bandcamp, 7 Octobers. 7 Octobers. Uh, spelled the way it sounds, by the way, with a Z. Yeah, so se- the number 7, yep. and then space, and then Octobers but with a Z yep. instead of an S at the end. And you can Google that, by the way. Most of the content comes up. Um, yeah. And if not, you can always go over to platform collection our stuff's there as well yeah the nightmare i just updated my website it's like nightmare on sedgwick.com there you go so. nightmare on sedgwick.com um go there for sure uh especially if you're into horror um uh seven and i just did a sit down where we talked about the mothman prophecies yes. which was super fun <laughs> um her show by the way has become one of those one of the more fun shows to do in the community yeah. where we got a lot of people lining up to do that show. So, um, again, yeah. grew that within a year, not even a year yet. Yeah. Not even a year yet. Not even a year yet. So yeah. please be encouraged, um, by your own work output, man. It's pretty, I think seven, you can attest for this, right? It's, it, it pretty much is directly equal to what you're getting out of this. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. It, it, there is really no arguing the amount that you put in and the amount you're getting out is pretty fair from what I've seen so far. Yeah. I think somebody was like, do you even sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I like, I'm mean, just organized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a way, there's a way. And yeah. like, uh, I'll tell you this, like seven is one of those people who dives in to the knowledge about whatever it is that she's working on. Yeah. Um, and I have said this many times, there's no way around it. People, 
There's no way around it. You gotta Some, do the work. You gotta do the work. Sometimes that means reading. Sometimes that means watching. Sometimes that means diving in and getting your hands dirty. But there is no way around it. And let's be honest. You're listening to me right now. You're probably at work <laughs> or you're doing something you don't want to be doing. If that's the case, you know, like I know, how you feel right after you complete that thing that was really hard. You know how you feel. And you know that feeling is a thousand times better and overpowering than the feeling of I have work to do. It's way sure. better. So measure it out that way. You know what's going to come. And by the way, it's a sure thing. You, anything you complete, it is a sure thing. The satisfaction is going to be there. So if you want to feel happier, if you want to feel lighter, if you want to feel more positive, complete things. It's a super important thing. And especially if you're an artist trying to get into the entertainment business. That is, it's our bread and butter. If you don't have the end product, we don't have anything to sell. We don't have anything to promote. That's just the truth of it. There's no way around it. You could, you know, complain or groan all you want about it, but there is no way around that. And if that part bothers you, I promise you that you should be thinking about doing something else because yeah. there is nothing, there is no other way around. There's no way around that part. You have to do the work. Um, and we're going to be able to watch seven do that work at a high level for the next few years. So tune in to her life, tune into what she's got going on. Um, again, seven October is on everything. Yeah, Follow her on Instagram. Um, in fact, I'll throw that up. And if you guys are listening to this, wherever podcasts are found, uh, just know that you guys can always go over to platform collection on YouTube or Instagram and see the video version. You really do get something different. People have told me there's people who like both. Right. Um, but I think what I have heard over the past few weeks so far, I don't know if you, you if people feel this about your show too. Mm -hmm. Um, people really like the idea of being able to watch it if they want and then just take it with them if they want, like just put it in their ears and listen to it. Like the choice mm, is a okay. good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the choice to, to listen to it in audio or to watch it is a good thing. Um, Chris sees the internet, by the way. Uh, that show is a super fun show to do. We got a, gr a bunch of great stuff coming up on that. Um, and if you're listening to this when this comes out, yeah, you can now listen to Christie's The Internet on Spotify and iTunes as well. So it's an audio version as well. Nice. I missed that audio version. I love the audio version. It's why I first got into this. But I am, I'm having fun with the video part. I might um, have to do that for Nightmare Cinema. I didn't think of that. Yeah, you should totally do that. Yeah. I, I, I know, um, you know what? One of the things that really got me past wondering if I should do that is I was listening to Gary V. Mm -hmm. And noticing that Gary V was literally just ripping audio from his videos and placing them up as podcasts because he mm -hmm. trusts his audience to be smart enough to know, oh, yeah, this is probably audio from a video. So if he <laughs> goes like, hey, look at that thing, you know, you're probably not going to see that in the audio, but you don't care. You get yeah. it. Right. And I think that was the part I wasn't giving the audience credit enough to know. Like, I mean, they'll figure it out. They don't care. Yeah. Like most of them, they're just trying to be part, just, just trying to listen to the conversation. They don't yeah. Cause people are like, might be at work and they can't mm -hmm. watch the video. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys, uh, follow seven October, seven Octobers. Thank you so much. Thank you again. And thank you. Shout out to you for like mixing and mastering and then doing the intro beat. Yes. The, no doubt. To the project. Yes. So. I produced a beat on there. That's yeah. right. Yes, you did. This is right. Yes. <laughs> so I produced a beat you. on there. Yes. And, uh, we'll be working more together soon. For sure. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. PlatformCollection.com is where you'll find us. Stay tuned. We got a bunch of crazy episodes. Hip Hop Eddie, do we have a bunch of crazy episodes coming up? 
Yes, we do. <laughs> he says we do. If he, if he says we do, then we do. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Um, and cover your mouth.